Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Candy Apple Press podcast entitled The Feminization Boudoir. I am your host Kylie Gable and while I no longer feel like life's punching bag as the IRS came through for me with the refund that I was supposed to get last summer and a couple other things have straightened out, I have had a crazy day. The sewer pipe backed up. I guess in Chicago we had like four inches of rain in two hours early Saturday morning. And of course I wasn't in the basement at all on Sunday, which means I didn't discover it until today that I had fecal matter all over the laundry room and part of the bathroom floor. So I've been cleaning that all afternoon, which is why this podcast is kind of being put together in a hurry. And also why I don't have a book that is coming out until... Probably tomorrow, and it probably should have been out on, like, Saturday or Sunday. So, whew. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know I, uh, I'm i having a wonderful day. <laughs> so, uh, today we do have an audio from Raina Means Queen. We haven't had front of from her in a while. And this one is called Reluctant Bra Model. And the reason that um, this one kind of gets a little extra explanation is because... It was a commission, and the person paid me for a story, and I finished the 6,000-word story, and I realized there was still a lot more I could do with with their particular fantasy. So, there is going to be a Reluctant Bra Model 2 when it's written, which should be within the month. I will have Raina record that one as well. She does a great job. She is getting better and better. I've always said that about about uh, Shayla, but I'm definitely seeing it with Raina, too. She just seems so much more polished, like she's telling us a story instead of reading a story to us. And so, it's Raina Means Queen, and the story is inspired by a um, viral Korean bra ad. If you look up Korean bra ad crossdresser, I'm sure you'll find it. And in the, in the ad, there's this attractive woman, and she does kind of a striptease. And then you realize she's actually a guy. And the tagline is basically, if our bra can make him look this good, what can it do for you? And so um, I remember seeing it when it came out. Obviously, the person who commissioned this did. And so that is what has inspired this particular video. It's a really hard one to edit for this uh, podcast. So I gave you probably more than I normally would, just so that you would have an interesting story and not just a setup. All right, so here is Raina Means Queen reading Reluctant Bra Model. When Garrett finally returned to the shop, there was actually a petite, young, raven-haired woman looking through the bras. It made Garrett feel a bit better about taking money from the cash register. There was also a tall, blonde woman who appeared to be another employee. He had been hoping for more alone time with Amber. My, somebody smells nice, called out Amber as she saw Garrett enter the shop. You didn't tell me it'd make me smell like flowers, replied Garrett. (laughs) You could have just sniffed the cat, teased Amber. I didn't think of that, said Garrett. The young woman who was shopping approached the counter and could easily detect Garrett's feminine scent. She smirked at the confused boy and didn't exaggerate its sniff in its general direction. That's our Vixen hydrating lotion, said Amber. 
It's quite nice, said the woman, doing another exaggerated sniff of Garrett before turning and asking him, Is that lilac? I, uh, I, uh, um... Garrett self-consciously stood there, unsure how to answer. Yes, it is, interjected Amber. There are some other floral notes, but it's mostly lilac. It might be a bit too girlish for me, but it does smell nice. You know, I think my little sister might like it. Give me a bottle, said the woman. Excellent, said Amber. I hope your tester here gets some of the credit for the sale, <laughs> said the woman. Yes, of course, replied Amber. She's just started with us, but I think she's going to work out amazingly. As the woman left the shop, Amber couldn't help but laugh at Garrett's reaction. That was so embarrassing, said Garrett. That stuff you gave me smelled so strong. I think it smells pretty, said Amber. Let's put you to work. I still don't understand what I'm supposed to do. I'll show you, replied Amber helpfully. Monica, it's all yours. I'm going to work with Garrett on the special project I'm going to tell you about. There were not a lot of dressing rooms in the shop, but there was a back room that they used for giving bra fittings in private. Some shops just had a partition or used an old storage room, but Vixen had a comfortable room with a lounge feel to it. Amber motioned for Garrett to step inside. Nice room, said Garrett, walking inside. Are you familiar with covert marketing, asked Amber. I'm not, but I assume it's some kind of sneaky sales technique. You're a quick learner. It's not necessarily sneaky, but when people know a sales pitch is coming, they tend to have their guard up, and we're trying to get them with their guard down. That makes sense, said Garrett. I know this is going to seem strange, but I think I can use you to do some amazing covert marketing. It won't be easy, but that's why I'm paying you the big bucks. <laughs> what do I do? Just stand over there, said Amber, picking up a fancy camera. Should I smile or pose or something? No. Try for as blank an expression as possible. This is the before. What's the after? This, said Amber, pulling a bra and panty set from a table in the corner of the room. Strip down and put these on. Garrett looked at it in disbelief. It was a pink striped bra and panty set. I can't wear that. It'll be so cute. Don't be shy. I'm a guy. I can't wear a bra. It's padded. That's not the point. I'm sorry. I can't do this, said Garrett. Look, you're making a hundred dollars. What did you think that was for? You're not digging ditches or something. This will at least hold you over until you find something more permanent. I'll go outside if you want your privacy. Garrett waited for Amber to leave. He blushed 
furiously as he picked up the bra and panties and examined them closely. He absolutely hated it, but a hundred dollars was a hundred dollars and he wanted to stay on Amber's good side. Garrett felt incredibly self-conscious, standing naked and hairless in the bra fitting room. So, as humiliated as he was, he stepped into the panties and strapped the padded bra around his chest. A knock on the door signaled Amber's return. A huge smile crossed her face as she saw Garrett in just the bra and panties. For the first time, Garrett looked at his reflection in the mirror, and he could hardly believe what he saw. This was one of the vixen's so-called magic bras. Amber walked over to him and began to tug and pull at the bra and panties that Garrett was wearing to get them into the perfect position. When she was satisfied, she stepped back and gave Garrett the once-over. This is so weird, complained Garrett. I don't know. I think there's something magical about a boy's first bra. <laughs> Although, are you sure this is your first time? asked Amber. It is, cried Garrett. Doesn't matter to me, said Amber, picking up her camera and quickly snapping a few more pictures. Wait, don't film me like this, protested Garrett. He put up his hands to block his face, but Amber already had the pictures that she needed. Now, let's pretty you up. I figured that was next. Good! I said you were a quick study and you really do have a pretty feminine face already. I'm just going to highlight those features and minimize some of your more masculine features. I can tell you're going to look hot because you've got a lot more feminine features than masculine ones. <laughs> I don't know about that, replied Garrett. He disagreed with everything she was saying, but he wasn't going to go through all of this only to piss her off by talking back to her. She began applying his makeup with a layer of liquid foundation and then a light layer of powder as well. She contoured his face and the soft brush she was using tickled him. Next, she blended what she had done and Garrett began to see a feminine face emerge. This is good makeup, said Amber. I'll write down everything I'm using in case you want to buy some for yourself. I don't think so said Garrett. Amber began to work on his eyes, applying a colorful fading eyeshadow that began with hot pink and blended into a sparkling white near his nose. She applied a little wing of liner at the outer edges of his eyes and then took a pair of long, thick, fake eyelashes and glued them over his own. It was weird feeling the extra weight as he opened and closed his eyes, and he hoped he could remove the lashes soon. Moving down to his lips, she lined them with a red pencil before using a deep pink gloss to 
fill his lips in and leave them shining. Ta-da, said Amber, breaking the spell. She held up a big mirror so that Garrett could see his face. He could scarcely believe how much she had changed his appearance. He couldn't decide if he looked like a woman or not. But the makeup certainly made him look like a much different person and did bring out his feminine features. He couldn't help staring at his reflection. It'll look even better after we find the perfect wig for you. That has to wait, though. We need to finish getting you dressed. By dressed, you mean dressed, I assume, said Garrett. He was startled by a camera flash as Amber took yet another picture. Of course I do, she replied. Let me get us some options, replied Amber. A few moments later, Garrett watched as Amber entered the break room, carrying an armload of outfits. The sight of so many things that she obviously expected him to wear made him very nervous. Some of those outfits are way too sexy, complained Garrett. Is there something wrong with sexy? asked Amber. Vixen girls are supposed to be sexy. I'm not a vixen girl. Not yet, said Amber, handing Garrett a stretchy sapphire blue bodycon mini dress with quarter sleeves to hide his shoulders. The dress was low cut in the back and made Garrett's ass look very feminine. Excellent, said Amber. It's not perfect, but I think it shows just what you're going to look like with the right dress. I'm going to have you wear pantyhose to help conceal your little problem. These are new to show off your legs and they're sandal toes so you can still wear open-toed shoes. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't want to be denied that, said Garrett snidely. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that as I really don't accept so much backtalk from my other employees, said Amber. I'm sorry. Amber showed him how to roll the pantyhose up his legs and he did so without putting a run in them. She was quite proud. Next, he stepped into a pair of strappy black sandals. He could scarcely believe how beautiful he looked in the outfit. I would really like to get you a pedicure later, but that will do for now, said Amber. Now let's try to find an even better dress for you. Women came to Vixen to look sexy. None of the dresses could be described as conservative or even basic. Dresses were tight, hemlines were short, and necklines were low. A lot of dresses had to be tossed out because even a smaller guy like Garrett could never pull them off. After Garrett took off the bodycon dress, Amber handed him a lilac-colored mini dress with cutout detailing on the sides. Garrett did not like the cutouts at all. I can't wear something with holes in it, he protested. Relax. It's showing off your flat stomach, and that's an area of your body we want to show off because there's not a whole lot of difference between a guy's stomach 
and a girl. Try this, she said, handing him a sage green satin mini dress with buttons up the front. Resigned to his fate, Garrett put it on, shocked by the squeal of delight he heard emanating from Amber's seductive lips. Perfect! I don't know, said Garrett. It's awfully short. There's no way this could be your first time in a dress, said Amber. You look way too perfect. I swear it is. Monica, come here. You have to see this, said Amber, calling to the other employee. Oh, she looks hot, said Monica, taking in Garrett's appearance in the mini dress. Doesn't she? I didn't think it would work this well, said Amber excitedly. I don't know, said Garrett. I think it's obvious I'm a guy in a dress. That's because of your hair, said Monica. We get you a nice wig and you won't just look like a girl. Guys will be checking you out. Do you have things under control here, asked Amber. I'm going to take our little project for her wig. Yeah, there's no rush. Get her a pedicure while you're at it, suggested Monica. Her? asked Garrett. Get used to it, said Amber. One thing that neither of the women had counted on was that while Garrett's feet were small and almost dainty and Amber had no trouble finding shoes that would fit him, walking in those shoes was another matter altogether. Garrett stumbled badly as he tried to walk. Okay, I guess we work on your walk before we do anything else, said Amber. Garrett was not a total klutz, and he did better than most guys would have under the circumstance. But it still took 25 minutes of constant practice and criticism before he was capable of walking the 200 feet to the wig shop without falling flat on his face. Garrett was nervous about going to be fitted for a wig when he was so obviously male. But, as Amber explained to him, if a lingerie store is having trouble surviving in this mall, how do you think a wig shop is doing? The owner of the wig shop was a 30-something woman named Zena. She was a pale woman with blonde hair and very red lips. Rather than judging Garrett, she was happy to see him in Amber. Hey, Amber, what can I do for you and your friend? She asked. I had an idea for doing some guerrilla marketing, but he needs a very convincing wig. What do you have for us? I have a lot. He has a very easy hair color to match. I'm assuming you want something very feminine. Absolutely. Maybe bangs and some loose curls, suggested Amber. I can find you several choices, and you two can pick to your taste, replied Zena. By the time they left the shop, Amber had settled on a glossy brown wig that the color was described as French roast. The wig had bangs and curls past Garrett's shoulders. 
Even for a woman's wig, Garrett thought it was extremely feminine. When it was placed on his head, he looked incredibly feminine too. <laughs> That's perfect, Zena, said Amber, as the wig shop owner styled the wig onto Garrett's head. If I didn't know he was a boy, I would be totally convinced he was all girl. With enough time and the right tools, anybody could look like a woman, but he's got the features to be a beauty. I just brought that out, said Zena. How do you like it, Garrett? I don't know, said Garrett, staring at his reflection. I, I, I can't believe it. Thanks, Zena. You do miracles, said Amber as she settled her bill. As they walked back to Vixen, Amber spied the nail salon and was tempted to take Garrett for a manicure but decided it was more important to get him back to the shop and put him to work. Okay, so you dressed me up like a woman. I still don't understand what my job is, said Garrett. Also, when can I take this stuff off? Not anytime soon, said Amber. You know those guys who have signs and they stand in front of oil changes, pizza places, or tax filing services? That's kind of what you're going to be. I don't want people seeing me holding a sign. If they realize I'm a guy, they're going to make fun of me, or worse. Well, then you're in luck. We have no sign, said Amber. People will realize you're a guy, though. I know, I'm not that convincing. No, you're very convincing. However, you're going to be taking off your makeup, wig, and eventually your bra. When you do all that, people will know. I don't understand this at all, complained Garrett. It's simple. If our magic bra can make a guy look like you do now, just think what it could do for a woman. Wait, so people will know I'm a guy? Absolutely. This doesn't work if they just think you're a woman in the first place. I can't do that, said Garrett. I don't want people seeing me without my wig and makeup. <laughs> Hardly anybody is going to pay attention to you. And it's a job, so nobody is going to think you're weird. I could never pull it off. Then it'll be a lark. And you'll be paid and on your way because if it doesn't work, we don't need you. Come on, it'll be fun. Hardly anybody's going to notice you anyway. They'll be busy looking at the bra. It's to our advantage to make sure of it. When they arrived back at Vixen, Garrett was surprised to see another half dozen young women in the store. At first, he thought they were there to shop but he soon realized that they were milling around and not looking at the merchandise. A tall black woman with long dark hair and a beaming smile greeted them. What's up, boss? asked the woman. Monica said you had something to show us. Did you hire a new sales associate? asked a short redhead. A new sales associate? We've barely got enough business to keep all of you, said Amber. 
I hired Brielle here, but she's not going to be a sales associate. So what's she do? And asked the black woman. Is she a model or something? Asked a short blonde woman with large breasts. In a way, said Amber. Do you notice anything about her? The women all looked her over, but nothing odd was readily apparent. A few women made guesses, but they were quickly dismissed by the other sales associates. Brielle could not be Amber's sister because they didn't look enough alike. Brielle was cute enough, but not breathtaking or anything. She certainly didn't look like any celebrity or even social media influencer that any of the women knew of. Suddenly, Monica walked behind Garrett and removed his wig. The associates still looked puzzled. He was obviously a woman, but her hairstyle was horrible. It made her look like a boy. Despite Garrett's protests, Amber undid the buttons on his dress and took it off of him. Reluctantly, he stepped out of it. When Amber took off the bra, his gender was suddenly in doubt. No way! She's a he! exclaimed the redhead. What do you think? asked Amber. I think he makes a great looking woman. But why? asked the black woman. He's going to be the spokesperson for our magic bra. The product is great, and the manufacturer's marketing is terrible. Think about it. If a bra can make him look that good, what can it do for you? I can't do this, complained Garrett. I think it's amazing, said Monica. I won't do it, said Garrett much louder this time. You will, sighed Amber. Are you going to blackmail me with those pictures? I'll sue, threatened Garrett. Blackmail? I don't need blackmail. You're going to do this for us. If it bothered you so much, you wouldn't have let it get this far. The only question is, how sore your ass is going to be before we reach a meeting of the minds? You're not going to spank me, said Garrett. I'll do it right here in front of everybody. Do you think those little lacy panties are going to give you any protection? So, what's it going to be? Are you going to put that dress back on and do this promotion for us? Or am I putting you over my knee? asked Amber. Garrett stared at this girl that he was so attracted to and looked for the smallest trace of sympathy. Finding none, he looked around the room and it didn't look like any help was forthcoming from any of these associates. He really did not want to get spanked in front of all of them. There was still the matter of the job. What do I have to do? asked Garrett. We're going to video you doing a strip tease. Not that different from what just happened here. We can do some flattering lighting and some sexy music. 
We're going to put the video up to the big screen in the store and use it to promote that magic bra that was just doing so much for your figure, explained Amber. It seems like you're getting an awful lot for $100, complained Garrett. I'll tell you what. We make about $6 on every bra we sell. We'll give you $1 of it, said Amber. How many will you sell? Hundreds, possibly thousands. It may not pay you what you'll make working, but it'll give you a nice little nest egg for when you return to college, offered Amber. Or you can take that alternative way, suggested Monica, making a spanking motion. I'll do it, said Garrett. The red-headed saleswoman helped Garrett into his bra and slipped his dress back on. The shop closed early for the night, and a very pretty young woman from the wedding photographer in the mall came by with her video camera and light kit. This is Margaret, said Amber. She's a film student who makes ends meet by videoing weddings. She also earns some pocket change from time to time recording stuff for us. Hi, Garrett, said the young woman. You look amazing. You're going to make my job very easy. Thanks, Margaret, said Garrett. I'd like to get this over with as soon as possible. I'll go touch up your makeup while Margaret sets up, offered Amber. Ten minutes later, they were back in the shop and the cameras and lights were set up to film the video. Margaret could see that he was nervous, so... She tried to encourage him. Just have fun with it, she said. You're going to do a slow and sensual striptease. I'll play some music as a guide for you. This isn't like a television commercial, so if it takes you longer, it's no big deal. You don't have to be done in 30 seconds or a minute. The store had an old-fashioned chase lounge, which Margaret posed Garrett lounging on. As the music started, he was instructed to slowly pose for the camera seductively. This was not at all easy for Garrett, who would have had trouble acting like a sexy guy for the camera, let alone a sexy girl. (laughs) Can you use any of that? asked Amber. With some quick edits, I can use some of it, replied Margaret, but we need a lot more. You're putting music over this, right? asked Amber. Margaret nodded, and Amber had her begin shooting again. It wasn't easy for Garrett, but with Amber dictating directions to him, he managed to at least give Margaret more footage that she could use. Okay, I think we're ready for the strip tease. Garrett, start by taking off the false eyelashes. Then use one of those wipes behind you to remove the makeup. It's okay if you don't get it all. We'll stop the video and help, but we don't want you scrubbing on camera, instructed Margaret. Make sure you smile and look happy when you're doing it, said Amber. Garrett did his best, but one thing that hadn't occurred to him was that since they would need multiple takes, he would have to have his makeup put on and taken off over and over. 
Amber was happy to do it, even though it was exacting to make sure that she put it on the same way every single time. This is stupid. I've taken the makeup off four times, and you've recorded it four times, complained Garrett. And you're going to do it as many times as we need you to, threatened Amber. I've been cooperating. Let's move on, said Garrett. Can you excuse us a second, Margaret? Take a break. We'll be ready soon, said Amber, even as she advanced on Garrett. What are you doing, demanded Garrett as Amber put him over her knee. With Garrett cowed and intimidated, it was relatively easy for the determined store manager to hold down her rebellious employee. She took one of her own shoes and began to punish Garrett's tender behind. It only took ten sharp whacks on his ass cheeks before he was instantly in tears. Whack! Clap! Smack! Stop it, please, begged Garrett. Do you still refuse to let me do your makeup, asked Amber, getting in his face. No, you can put it on me, sobbed Garrett. And do you promise to be good, asked Amber. Yes, just stop spanking me, pleaded Garrett. Do you promise to be a good girl, added Monica. Amber put her hand over her mouth, but couldn't completely stifle her giggles at that. And at that look on Garrett's face, as he struggled between fear of greater humiliation and fear of more punishment. In the end, fear of pain won out. Yes, I'll be a good, a good girl, said Garrett, as if the very words were as painful as the spanking. Those panties were great for a good spanking, said Monica. Not much in the way at all. You got him nice and red very quickly. Excellent, said Amber, gasping between gales of laughter at how completely she had broken Garrett, and she was going to enjoy having her under her thumb. I'm sure we're going to get plenty of use out of them in the future. Or, rather, Brielle here will. Garrett started to protest against the use of the humiliating new name that had been chosen for him when he first met the other sales associates, but his butt still burned in agony, and so he thought better of it. Instead, he bit his lip to keep silent. An unmistakably submissive, demure, and girlish gesture that both women noticed. They exchanged knowing looks and excited smiles. Okay, let's get you made up, said Amber. Garrett meekly obeyed and did his best to look sexy when Margaret did three more takes of him wiping off his makeup. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, A couple different things about this audio compared to usual. First off, Mindy Harris was my co-writer. A lot of times I work with Claudia Costa, but she's been busy a lot lately. And so I've kind of worked with some other people, you know, which 
I like because we all work differently together. This one was mostly me, but I think if there is a book two, it's going to be mostly Mindy. Also, I wanted to say that um, this is not as forced as a lot of my stories. Part two might be a little more forced, but part one is definitely more of a little coercion, a little spanking. But he's getting paid for it, and he's getting paid quite well. So I don't think he's really, really uh, hurting here. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you'll be back next week. I'm hoping to have one from uh, Jen Davis very, very soon. And uh, so... Have a wonderful week, and uh, I will be here next Monday, and I hope you will be too. Take care, everybody.